Okay, thanks everybody. Uh, by the way, I, I just thought of something here, but uh, um, uh, welcome to another edition of Conversations with Dr. Cowan and Friends. And today I have a new friend who I just met and her name is Meredith. And I think I forgot to get your last name, Sharp, is that right? Sharp is correct. Yeah, so Meredith Sharp, I got it right. Um, and uh, the reason I'm talking to Meredith is she, I believe, is the creator, owner, founder, maybe all those, of a line of skincare products that we have started to carry. Uh, here is one. Uh, and I, I'm going to not say a whole lot about it because Meredith knows a lot more about it than I do. Uh, and Meredith, I don't know if you've ever heard my podcast, but I tend not to care about, you know, this person went to Johns Hopkins or has a PhD or whatever. I, I say whatever it is that I know about the situation. So uh, Meredith uh, was gracious enough to send me some samples maybe four weeks ago. And interestingly, uh, soon after that, I came down with a rash on my arm. And I don't know if you saw it, but I did a little video claiming that it must be pumpkin pox because I have a little kitten named Pumpkin and I was around him a lot. Uh, and so I was blaming it on Pumpkin. Pumpkin, however, said it was because I ate too many watermelons. Uh, <laughs> so uh, we had a little dispute there. He's usually right about most things. Uh, but anyways, I did a bunch of stuff, including I put some of your tallow, comfrey, lavender, frankincense, chamomile fusion balm on it. And it was right there. And you can see it's pretty much healed. So I don't know if uh, I also stopped eating watermelon just because, uh, like I say, pumpkin's usually right. Um, so I'm not sure which one did it, but I, I was really happy to have it. It felt really good. And with that nonsensical introduction, uh, if you could just tell us uh, a little bit about who you are and what you're doing here, uh, that would be great. And again, thanks for coming and joining me. Well, thank you, Dr. Cowan. Thank you for having me on your podcast. Uh, my name is Meredith Sharp. I you own- You can call me Tom, by the way, because that's all. <laughs> you know, I, just, to, just not to interrupt, but it's always been interesting. Like if a, a guy comes over to fix your pipes, you don't call him Plumber Smith, right? Or Gardener McGillicuddy or- or Telebomb creator sharp, <laughs> right? That's ridiculous. But somehow we think that's uh, respectful for doctors. But anyways, you can go ahead. Well, people do call me the tallow lady. So, oh, <laughs> uh, well, thank you for that. Um, I own tallow. I founded tallow several years ago, probably in that 2016, 2017 range. I became a mother back in 2013. And actually I had gotten your Nourishing Traditions book of baby and child care, uh -huh. uh, probably about 2012. And I used that during my pregnancy to fuel my body properly because I have been through the ringer as far as health, skin conditions, all types of issues. So using that as a sourcing guide, I was able to, um, follow this beginning, this path of wellness that has really transformed my life. Using the sourcing principles that you lay out in your book, 
I was able to meet farmers at farmers markets that followed the same Weston Price principles that I have come to hold very dear to my heart. I knew a farmer at the time that had an excess of suet, which anybody who doesn't know what suet is, it's basically a special type of fat around the kidneys of a cow that is known to have the same vitamin spectrum as in our own skin. So he had all this suet. As what? Say that word again. Suet. It's S-U-E-T. Yeah, so, no, it has the same vitamin spectrum as what? As in our own skin. Our own skin, yeah. So B vitamins, D-E-K, B12, all of the things that we do over our lifetimes, we'd start depleting our vitamin bases in our skin. So, so did you have any sort of academic, you know, were you like a, a research person or a scientist or just a, a normal person who knows how to think about things? I went to school for basically back then it was the equivalent to a degree in forensics, a lot of chemistry, biology, hard sciences, math, um, a good amount of criminal justice, but that doesn't really apply here. Uh, it was more that I spent a lot of time in the chemistry lab and I am fascinated still by the chemical world, but what astounds me more than anything is the natural world yeah. because there is the, everything that you need to yeah. nourish and heal your body. Got so it. I quickly, again, so it's kind of a long roundabout story. Yeah. But, you go back to, go back to the suet. That was, it, so go I, back to the suet. So I knew a farmer that had all of this suet that he couldn't really sell because no one's really actively seeking suet and who wants to have a bunch of fat in their freezer. And I had a friend who her child had very severe eczema on his, behind his knees, his elbows, all over his body. Really. It was very widespread. And she had been looking online for a well-sourced telebomb. So bear in mind here, 2012 is when I started playing around with making a lot of my own skincare products, but a lot of them just didn't, it was more beeswax or shea butter. And none of those seemed to have the that magical component that you were like, okay, I need, this is what, this is it, you know, this is it. Yeah. For me. And, and I and tell us again, what suet is. It's the fat around the kidneys of a cow. Yes. It's, so there's all this, there's trim fat on cows, which is just the, the fat that they use to line their body and stay warm. Yeah. But the suet is just around the kidney. So that's whenever I'm looking for, you can tell by the color, you can tell by the, the kind of the mineral richness, what a good suet hunk of fat looks like. Um, it's how it is. So I had known he had this fat. I knew a friend that had a skin issue. And she, I went over to her home one day and she had this whole basket of tallow balms that she had ordered online. And she's kind of tossing them aside saying, well, this one had too much coconut oil or this one was poorly sourced. I can tell it's not from hundred percent grass fed cow. And I, I started kind of putting this all together in my head. So suet needs to be hundred percent grass fed and finished. You know, if you read labeling ever, you, it'll say grass fed. But if it doesn't say 100% grass fed and finished, that just means a cow could have been fed a handful of grass one time in its life. Not the same. Uh, I started. What does you know, that do to the what? Can you say something about what that does to the fat? If whether it is or not. Grass if finished? you want for full vitamin spectrum that is the same as our own skin, it has yeah. to be 100% grass fed and finished. The cow can never eat a handful of grain for it to have the mineral and vitamin complexity that we need to nourish the skin. Our oh. own skin. And this All is right. relying on 20,000 years of ancient wisdom. 
back in the day, hunters and gatherers, when they were out hunting for the tribe and they got a good kill and they got, you know, deer has tallow, lots of animals have tallow, but it's beef tallow that seems to be the most like our own skin. And they would put that on their skin for dry winter hands, chapped skin, all kinds of skin ailments. So she was going through all these balms, explaining to me why they didn't work. And I was like, so you just, you need a good tallow balm? And she goes, I do. Can you do that? And I was like, you know what? I'll, I'll give it a shot. And back then, of course, I mentioned earlier, I had a host of health problems. My skin always just felt like it was on fire. Every Western doctor I saw said, oh, it's some atopic dermatitis. Here, use this steroid cream. All of these things that are just not in line with how I believe we should nourish our bodies. Yeah. So I went back Besides to my- that they don't work. <laughs> They, they don't work and they put your body at a deficit from yeah. you're going to become reliant and then need a stronger steroid. Yeah, right. And you're going to go down this path that's going to leave you so unwell. And then you're going to go through topical steroid withdrawal, red skin syndrome, and a whole myriad of things that I see in my customers all the time. Yeah. People find me on some of the worst days of their life. And that's a good day because it's a turning point. Yeah. Got uh, it. I'll turn it around. So anyway, we, um, I went back and I got the suet and you have to render suet into a workable piece of fat called tallow. So you basically heat it really high, you let it melt down, you strain it, and then you have a medium tallow that you can work with to make balms, lip balms, skincare products. So with this really, really- And you strain it through like a cheesecloth or a- Yeah, we strain it through a colander with um, about four or five layers of cheesecloth because you don't want any of the- the suet, when you render it, will separate into the pure fat that you want to work with in cracklins, which is kind of like a, the most I can kind of equate it to is like a really crunchy bacon. Yeah. A lot of it, sometimes we'll sprinkle it on salads around here. A lot of times it ends up going out to the chickens for food just because it's a good fat for them. But we render that down and then we can begin to make a a base. So I originally, when I first started making tallow, I tried a lavender blend. I tried the lavender frankincense chamomile. I made a comfrey balm, which is probably one of our best selling products now because it's just so skin soothing. Comfrey has a special compound in it called allotoin, which boosts the growth of skin cells rapidly. So we love using that. You have that in the fusion that you tried for your arm. It's yeah. just, it's very, very healing. Uh, we then, so I, I made these different balms for her to try and his poor little skin. I mean, he, the lavender burnt him. The lavender frankincense was too strong, but the comfrey balm is what gave us the rapid results and healing that we were looking for. And I remember looking at him after seeing how he healed thinking, wow, if it did that for his skin, what could it do for my skin? And that so basically was- what we're talking about here is rendered uh, tallow. Yes. That's now in a, it's like a liquid, liquid fat. You, well, you let it come back to a hardened state. Yeah. You want to know how hard your tallow is. If it renders soft, like where you can actually push your finger down into it, kind of like a lard, yeah. It's, it's more likely trim fat, but if you can't poke your finger down into it and it's hard, like you're pushing on a table, it's true tallow. And that's the medium that you can make a balm with. And, and when you make this balm with say chamomile, do you use a, a an extract or an infusion or just put 
comfrey in there or how do you do that? With the comfrey, we infuse it in oil for about six months to a year. That for me, from what I've found, I've done it for just two or three months. Any herbalist will tell you 30 days. You need to do an infusion at least 30 days. I tend to align more with, you know, 180, 360 days. That seems to me, it pulls out the full medicinal spectrum of the plant. So what it's kind really of oil do you put love. it in? What kind of oil do you put it in? We put our plants in all, we, we use olive oil, uh, avocado oil, jojoba oil. Those are our, probably our top three choices for what we infuse into. They're all very high quality organic oils. If not organic, at least non-GMO at the very least. Sometimes you can't get avocado oil organically, yeah. but it, it, it really, there's so many factors. So we talk about, I always go back to your nourishing traditions book of baby and child care, because that's truly where I learned like true sourcing standards. Yeah. Like it has to be, so to make a really superior balm, it's hundred percent grass fed tallow. It's organic oils. It's we grow and raise a lot of our own plants on our property because I know what the growing practices are. Well, I can't certify what I grow organically. I know it was with organic soil. I know the water. I know, I know all of that. So it's so important as you go down the line and you look at all your ingredients. Okay, did I use essential oils that were sourced organically? What have I used here? And once you have all of those factors put together, that's when you have a superior bulb. So you, you take the comfrey, do you like basically just chop it up and then put it in a big vat with oil set? We can't do it that way. I wish we could, that would make it a lot easier. We have to harvest them and then dry them. So we have dehydrators around our shop. We dehydrate the plant uh, after we've cut it down into workable pieces. And then we kind of grind it down into like a very fine plant matter. Because again, if you leave giant leaves in there, you, the smaller the plant matter in the jar, the, the better the outcome is for the balm. Um, so then after we've done that, we, you, you, if you did a wet plant that, like if you did a plant that wasn't dried, you would get, uh, what's the term? Turbidity in your yeah. oil, which would ruin it, would only make it so you could use it in soap. Yeah. So yeah. It, it wouldn't work in a balm. So we, so, we dry so them thoroughly. comfrey leaves. Correct. You can use yeah. the stem or the leaf of comfrey and then we put it in the oil. We use um, about half gallon sized jars now to hold all of that. So we have a whole room that's really just jars with plants and oils infusing in our workshop. Got it. And you use comfrey, frankincense, lavender, chamomile, anything else? In, so the balm that you're speaking about, we use essential oils of lavender, frankincense, and chamomile. The only infused oh. oil that we use in that balm is the comfrey. Got it. Okay. If you want the scent and everything to be uh, unleashed into the balm, that's when we use essential oils. Got it. Okay. So now we got this uh, pure tallow as the medium and an infusion of comfrey and then some essential oils. Correct. Got it. So what so happens next? In balm making, it's almost like less is more. You can start adding lots of different ingredients, making things more complex. But again, a lot of the people that find me are people that can't use commercially made products. They have sensitive skin. They have all kinds of health conditions and allergies. So if they know they're looking at five ingredients in a balm and they say, oh, well, none of these affect me. 
I can use this. This is a product I can use. Yeah. So some of them get a little more complex when you start talking about our radiance foam, which is one that Cowan's Garden will be carrying. Um, that one has a, a wealth of different plants in them, different essential oils, and it's absolutely amazing for restoring skin conditions. Yeah. Okay. Now let's go go through. You made you said that the skin is similar chemi chemically to uh, tallow. What what do you mean by that? Like, tell us more about that. The vitamin composition in our skin or what it requires to be at a healthy state. I have to back up and say that skin health, true skin health starts in the gut. And I know that you know that, and a lot of your listeners will know that, but there are times where no matter what you've been doing for the gut, your skin still, like my gut was fine when I was having skin issues, even after that, it was that my skin hadn't caught up to where the health of my gut was. Yeah. So I was able to using tallow restore my skin's health because if you're talking about what cow fat, the tallow has in it, it has the vitamins, the D, E, K, the B12, all of those vitamins in there. When you get 100% grass-fed tallow, it will just put those vitamins back into your skin. A lot of uh, skincare, people who follow skincare and all the latest trends, they'll have a serum for everything. All of that is in tallow. Oh. All of these serums and things that people are paying $90 a bottle for, if they buy a well-made tallow balm, they're going to get all of that through the product. Yeah. So in other words, uh, the skin, like anything else, needs food. And the, it turns out by some quirk of nature, which is not really a quirk, all those nutrients are in tallow. Correct. So, yes. so you don't, I, I often say, I. I was doing medicine for idiot doctors because I didn't have to know anything except I'm sure it's in there. So just put tallow in and you'll be fine. Like, I don't really have to remember what's in there or not in there because it's probably all in there anyway. So don't worry about it. So that's like, essentially what you're saying. It's all in there. So you don't have to go, you don't have to use your calculator to find out how much of this or that. No, and it's really quite in proportion to what our skin needs. So yeah. when, when your customers are on the site and they're looking at a variety of balms and they're going, okay, wow, there's the comfrey balm, there's a fusion balm, there's winter armor, there's radiance. What is the difference between all of these? It's really what the customer is hoping to achieve. Yeah. You know, there's comfrey if you have a rash, sunburn, a skin irritation, eczema, psoriasis, all kinds of those more sinister skin issues. That is a wonderful balm to use to get diaper rash, any of those types of things to go away. Uh, Fusion is wonderful as a, as a morning moisturizer. Radiance is great for people like my skin, who their skin has just been beaten up over time. And winter armor is wonderful if you have a soothing head, if you need to soothe your chest cold or your headache or something like that. There's so many different potential things that you can do with tallow as a medium, which is why I enjoy working with it. Yeah. You know, I had an interesting story about comfrey, which I'm, I'd say I'm 95% sure it's actually true, but not 100%. But I've heard, this was goes back 40 years ago, that the FDA outlawed comfrey for internal use. Correct. And the reason they did, they said, was this chemical, which 
you pronounced it a little different, Elantoin, that I, yeah. that's how I, um, is a growth stimulant, they said. Uh, and so therefore it must cause cancer. Now, the interesting thing, I remember looking into it at the time to see if the FDA had even a single case where they could say, see this person, they ate a lot of comfrey or drank a lot of comfrey and then they got cancer and they didn't have anybody. And so basically they were just saying, if it stimulates growth, it must cause cancer. And so that's why we're not gonna let anybody use it. And that's- I'm familiar with that, those studies. I, I can speak to those because I know what happened. Yeah, so yeah, tell, tell us what you know about that. So you're right, it was probably 30, 40 years ago, somewhere in that time frame. They said, well, any consumption of category or any consumption of comfrey internally is going to cause cancer, liver failure, all types yes. of issues. They were isolating, and you say it differently than I do, the allotoin in the comfrey and everything in moderation, right? Yeah. That's, that was, it was a study that was set up to be flawed from the get-go. And I didn't really follow the dollar signs on that one, but I knew it just had to be a money grab for somebody not wanting to allow a health, a healthy plant to help people. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, in, in stimulation of growth is good. Like if you have uh, skin that's breaking down and you need to regrow skin, if you didn't regrow skin, you wouldn't get anywhere. So it's, it's anyways, they, they do things like that. And um, I have hundreds of customers using our comfrey balm and no one has ever come back to me and said no. anything oh my goodness, this hurt me or this caused this. Yeah. It, it, I only hear wonderful stories from our customers about you know, skin growing back happy and right. healthy. I mean, that's why Comfrey was called knit bone because it would help the bone regrow and, and knit the bone <laughs> together. Correct. Bone setter, bone yeah, knitter. Set. You know, 80 years ago when people lived hundred miles from a doctor, they would make a poultice of Comfrey and yeah. put it on a broken leg so they didn't yeah. have to go to a doctor and it would right. set their bone. Yeah, and it would, it, would, it would regrow the bone to heal the bone much quicker than what just putting it in plastic or something. So uh, I wanna talk a little about winter armor because I think you put some turpentine in there, right? Correct, we did, we added pure gum spirits, which is another name for turpentine. Yeah. I did it at a 2.5% dilution because that is safe for daily topical use. If you wanted to go up higher to like a 25% dilution, that would be a very short term use for um, probably very quick illness. But yeah. I know that a lot of our customers like using winter armor on a daily basis. So it was something that was a no brainer that it needed to be for everyday use. So it's sort of like a healthy Vicks VapoRub. Correct. We added in yarrow, which really helps. That's another yeah. plant that we grow and infuse that helps with the common cold. Um, there's some other soothing essential oils. It's a wonderful uh, chest rub replacement to really clean up your, you know, What's the word? Your first aid kit at home? Yeah, your, it helps expectorate the mucus and reduce inflammation, I'm sure. Yeah. Yes. So uh, tell us what you've seen over these years using your bombs. I wish I had pulled up the pictures. Uh, maybe I could send them and somebody could um, show you yeah. what my skin looked like prior to using tallow and what it looks like now using the bombs that we create. I 
just had this horrible rash and, and customers too. I mean, people send us before and after pictures all the time of skin ailments that they have that have been relieved greatly or they're non-existent now because they're properly nourishing their skin. It's interesting to me. So when I go back in time and I think about, I think there's the whole, the way you have to look at this from, I'm a mother of three children. So looking at this perspective of what I want to put on my children's bodies, I yeah. think a lot of damage is done over the years using skincare products that are falsely branded to say, oh, we'll do this. It'll make your skin glow. And you read, a, I mean, I'm a, I have a chemistry background and I, if I don't know what some of these things are in a product, I'm certainly not going to use them. Yeah. I think that, you know, it's crazy to me when I think about the stuff that we've put on our skin. So when I, when I back up and I say, okay, I, I had a child now and I would look at something that would profess to be a, a natural product. And I didn't know what these things were. I was like, okay, I, I really need to start creating something myself here because yeah. this is not in line with what I'm thinking should be used on a child's skin or my own skin. So I think I ended up in a position where I had poor skin due to gut factors and all these other things. But for me, it's been this life changing. I mean, my skin is, is clear now. Yeah. At a time where I thank you at a time where I never thought that, I mean, I just wish I could have unzipped my skin years ago and just stepped out because it was yeah. so uncomfortable being in my body. I think that there's the whole process of sometimes you have to be really uncomfortable to make a change Yeah. and just seeing what I've gone through and what my customers have gone through. And so many of my customers now, I wish they had taken before and after pictures, like when they started using our products four or five yeah. years ago, because so many of my friends now look younger now than when I met them. It's just, it's incredible. So yeah. great. All right. Um, is so, so basically there's, um, sort of products that are help supportive for rashes. There's uh, bombs for your chest. Uh, hang on. There's, uh, there's lip bombs, right? For yes. protecting your lips. The lips are another part of your skin. Um, anything else that's... You will also carry four of our most popular soaps. Uh-huh, yeah. Also tallow. Yes, they're tallow-based soaps, which are just, to me, the epitome of luxury in a skincare yeah, product. Right. You just, when you get out of the shower, you feel like you've been wrapped in hydration and moisture, and it's just the best feeling. Um, they're wonderfully fragranced, not overly fragranced. There's an unscented one that you'll carry for the people that can't do scents, but they are just, that's the best way to start to nourish your skin is I, people always think of a soap as a wash-off product and it is a wash-off product, but like when you are working on rebuilding your gut flora, when you're working with sensitive skin, the best way to start is with soap and what detergents you use on your body and all of those things, because that greatly affects how dry your skin can be. And especially as you get into the colder months, Yeah, that's always a topic of interest here in Indiana is we have a rush of business in October because it starts to dry out here. But you find that if you start with a really good soap, um, and I'm excited for the soaps that you all will carry because they're wonderful, and then yeah. follow up with a balm. The lip balms are, I've so I'm kind of weird. I have a little bit of a touch of sensory issue, 
I have to have my lip balms feel a certain way on my skin where they have a really nice soft pull. They have to last a long time. And these lip balms just hit the mark there. One of them has comfrey in them. One of them has five different plants that we grow and harvest ourselves. Um, they are all just ones for the treatment and prevention of cold sores. One tastes like a creamsicle for moisturization and hydration. They're all wonderful and different in their own ways, but they all feel absolutely wonderful on your lips. So it's just another way that you can sneak goodness into your body and nourish it. Yeah, got it. And, you know, and we shouldn't forget that um, the idea that putting things on your skin will help them get, will get them absorbed into your body. I mean, that's why the pharmaceutical industry put makes estrogen cream and all kinds of creams. So the idea that that's actually valid is nothing controversial at all, at all about that. So you're actually helping people uh, exposed to the nutrients in tallow and some of the health, healthy ingredients in these different plants and oils. So Absolutely. Yeah. So one thing to talk about with this topic is that you know this, uh, your viewers probably know this, but our skin is our largest organ. So yeah. everything that we put on it is absorbed into our bodies. Yeah. We also have made for your brand a Glidon magnesium balm. I think everybody, it's a topic that always comes up of how our soil is so magnesium depleted now, yeah. how you really can't get magnesium like you used to through your diet. So we actually infuse lemon balm in jojoba oil for quite a long time. And then we add pure magnesium oil to tallow. We blend it all up and we make a Glidon balm that is wonderful for aches and pains, sore muscles, bruising, trouble sleeping, restless legs, all those types of things that low magnesium causes in the body. And when you talk about using your skin to draw in nutrients, that is probably my favorite balm to talk about because it just relieves so many issues that a lot of Americans are plagued with by just, you know, drawing nutrients through your skin. Yeah. That's a great stuff. And you guys make all these yourself, right? Right in Indiana. Yes. So I live on a homestead with my family and I have a team that comes and helps me. We have a separate building. We have a workshop on our property where we make all of the products that wow. you know, we grow up as much as we can. We do all of the stuff we can to bring the best possible products to the people. It's it. really the best job I could ever dream of. So. Yeah. All right. I think we got it. You know, it's one of the reasons I went into this business in the beginning was to connect people who need help with their health, with small entrepreneurs who are making stuff that you just can't find otherwise. And it's been extremely gratifying to me to be able to help some people you know, make a great living doing great stuff. I mean, I don't know anything better than that. So I am oh, really you. thrilled to be uh, working with your team and you, and uh, it's great what you're doing. Well, thank you, Tom. It's truly an honor reading the literature that you wrote and it has transformed my health and my life. And I just couldn't be more thankful to be here and talking with you today. Thank you so great. much. Okay. I think we got it. Thanks again. And uh, we will be in touch. Awesome. Thank you. Have a good day. Okay. Bye-bye.